You're very welcome to this special episode of the Kerry Football Podcast. Tomas O'Shea is the current manager of the Kerry Under-20s and as a player he won five Senior All-Irelands, five All-Stars and a Footballer of the Year award. It was a real pleasure to catch up with Tomas this week and to reflect on his remarkable career in green and gold. Scanlon just in front of him, there's help too from Tomas O'Shea, he tries to punch a hole in the Dublin cover and he spots a gap and he's going all the way through, the pace from O'Shea incredible and the point fantastic, a super super score. Look how comfortable he is there on the ball, he's, he's driving through there like a forward and lovely accuracy, lovely control of the ball, perfect soloing. Knows how to work his way through the defence. Saw the saw the gap. Walloped it over the bar. Tomas, thanks for joining me on the Kerry Football Podcast. No bother, Adam. How are you? Not too bad. How's life? Good, busy, busy with work now. I'm busy with the with the twenties. Um, so. Every day there's something flat to the mat, but enjoying it at the same time. Tis to, to get the balance right is is always the the hard thing. So it's going well. It's going well. Like we're training, we're training a good bit. It's very hard at the moment. Um, balancing everything. Like it's a very, like in my day it was twenty one, and everybody was in college. Everybody was in university. The competitions were played in May. You know, just coming up to championship time. You know, March to to May, there was never a kind of a, there was never a kind of a follow over into college games, yet, because it's twenties now, you're dealing with young fellas who are still in school. You're also dealing with young fellas who are in college, and um, geez, it's it's a it's a balancing act at the moment. It's very unfair on young fellas to have so much pressure on them. They talk about burnout in the GA, but it's ridiculous, like because. We'd still, our, our championship, uh, Adam, and people will say, sure, you're not out till later. Our championship starts the end of March. And if you want to give it a proper goal, like you're going to have to play challenge games, you're going to have to get a style of play, you're going to have to get a bit of work, you're going to have to get a settled team, and you need your players. And at the moment, it's it's very, very busy. And it's not that Mount Hawk are going great, and we have good few lads from Mount Hawk. At the moment, and it's it's um it's it's strange enough. Actually, we've Aidan O'Shea, who's the manager of Mount Talk, in with us, and he's a joy to work with. He's very very sensible in regards to players, and so are we. We don't want to flat him at all. At all, but we want to be sensible. But uh, I think certainly, and I see a lot of the senior inter county managers talking about it as well. They'll have to do something in regards. Um, or else to, then the Sigerson is a great competition the colleges are good competition um, something will suffer and something will break and something will die as a result unless they start it It must be satisfying to see the likes of Killian Burke getting their chance at senior level um, how do you reckon he did yesterday do you think he's got a big future ahead of him I thought he was outstanding I thought um, you know, it was always going to be a tough match against Derry in his first game you know uh, you're playing at home they're making your debut. Um, and I think Derry coming to town wanted to go for that win. Mickey Hart, who always, always wants to put up a huge display against Kerry, and he did the same again the last night. 
but I think for Killian, the last maybe the first game didn't go as well, you know, and uh, Sean O'Brien possibly didn't go well, but for him to go up to Monaghan yesterday, Monaghan's no easy place to go, and to put in the performance he did, he's 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 got the the raw materials. We've seen it in the county championship. Adam, he 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 has raw strength. He has unbelievable pace. Uh, he'll take you on every every minute that he can, and then he'll track back and he'll tackle, and he has that fitness. So he was kind of a, a he's a huge athlete, like, and I think he, he'll he'll settle in well. And I I think the boys are are doing it properly with him. And you know when you have that comfort of the Shawnees, and there isn't a lot of pressure on him. He doesn't have to be the main man, which is vital. Uh, there isn't too much pressure on him, and yesterday would have bring him on, brought him on a ton. So I'm delighted for him, and it's always good. Like it's it's when the twenties that we have at the moment see the likes of Killian doing so well and being brought straight in, straight onto the to the squad, straight onto the team. Um, now obviously the year is long, and championship is completely different to league. Um, but it's a brilliant start for him. I'm delighted. I played football with his with his dad, Mike, a fierce competitor in his day as well, and good crack. Uh, we were in college in Limerick. He was in UL, and I was in Mary I. So, I know how much it means to them, and it's great to see him doing well. How do you rate Kerry's chances this year at senior level? Do you think they're they're going to go all the way? I think Kerry will always be in the mix, um, especially at the moment. I do, I think you look back and during the Christmas there, um, the Kerry Dublin game was 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 on and Kerry went three points up twice in that second half. Um, and I think Kerry won't be far off it again. I think any one of the top teams on their day can get the better over the other. So if you have a Derry playing Kerry, Derry could easily, easily turn Kerry over. Derry could turn Dublin over. Um, it's very hard to know where the likes of Mayo will end up championship-wise. So that question mark will always be there for them. They'll power on in the league and they'll they'll do very well in the league. Um, up north, Tyrone uh, haven't gone away. Uh, Derry are there, but I think Kerry will be there thereabouts. And I think Jack is shrewd enough uh, to realise that if he can tighten up that defence and make sure they're watertight, he has the lads up the other end of the pitch that will hurt opposition teams. And I think every chan- every day you go out, if you have forwards t- to, to hurt defences, You'll have a chance, of course, and uh, I think they'd love they'd love another another opportunity at a Dublin. But they realise, and Jack is around long enough to realise that there's so many barriers to get through. You don't just land in an All Ireland final. You could easily, easily get caught. And the season is so long, Adam. Like you, you go, you start off with a a Munster Championship, and people will say what the Munster Championship is at the moment, which is it's not great. Uh, you go on then to a, an All Ireland series. And then you have the quarterfinals, semifinals and finals. So it is a fair journey. And it's a, it's, I know it's played over a short period of time, but Kerry do have the raw ingredients to, to, to do it, yeah. Listen, when I knew I was going to be talking to you, I went back and I reread your book. Um, it's a very enjoyable read. And uh, one line in particular stood out to me. It was a caption under some photos that you had up of you and your brothers back at home in Ventry with the Sam Maguire Cup. And the caption said this, Back in the 70s and 80s, Sam was a regular visitor to our house. All I ever wanted was to bring it home myself. Is it fair to say that you were obsessed with Kerry football and with playing for Kerry from a very young age? Yeah, um, that'd be an understatement. It was everything. And um, 
you know, I had this chat the last day where I see young fellas now, and I don't know, like, I, I can only speak from what it was like for us, Adam. Um, I don't know, is it everything to, to young fellas now anymore? Do you know, I think with, with um, development squads, with, with, you know, it meant so much to, I played with the Kerry Miners in 95 and 96, but like, football had the power to to put me in a dark place for days and days like i remember i got a trial for the miners in 95 i didn't get on too well um well it's not that i didn't get on too well i didn't get called back so i i i went geez i, I got half depressed like and i wouldn't talk to no one and that's the way it was throughout my career everything i mean absolutely everything came behind uh football and people would say that's unhealthy probably it was but from a very, very early age, very early age, from from when we could walk, especially the party across the ditch, it was always, always carry football. It was football in general, um, absolutely stone out of our minds for it. There was no other sports at all at all. I didn't play. I didn't want to play any other sports anyway. Do you know, there was no soccer clubs. There was no hurling. There was no basketball. There was no rugby. There was nothing. It was just football like and I remember like the small things I remember. I remember being, uh, oh, there was no underage, it was no under six, under eight, uh, under 10. It started at under 12, like. So we would have been in the garden when we were about eight and we'd be, we'd cycle back the road to Gollars, five or six miles. Um, and we'd have the, the goalposts. I remember it was a big deal for us to to have nets on a goal. If we had nets on a goal, it'd be huge. If we had numbers on jerseys, it'd be huge. We're going back a long way you now. But it was a huge, huge thing to tag out in Austin Sack Park. I remember I went in for a, a training session with the Kerry Miners in 1995 and we were inside there and I couldn't believe that, the way that I was training inside in Stack Park. So all those things were absolutely massive and we were totally and utterly, everything came behind football. Every single thing came behind football to, to I suppose, and that wasn't always right, but that's the way it was. Do you remember getting called up to the miners? Did you get a phone call? I did. I remember because because Sean Welch, who was selector with the twenties at the moment, with us was a selector with the miners at the time, and um, I remember in two uh, nineteen ninety five, they had all these trials at the beginning of the year, and I was in for a trial, but I never made it. And I remember Tommy Griffin, uh, and Sean Sheehy from back in West Kerry were the two players that were in. And we went a full four or five months of them training with the Kerry Miners and I didn't get any call. And then, strangely enough, they must have been caught for numbers. And we I was called in. Now, if you remember, they won the Miner in 1994. Uh, so they had a strong enough team. You had the Jerry Lynch's, you had the Liam Brosnan's, you had the Eamon Fitzmaurice's. They were all inside there. like So they had a good enough team. And I was brought in for a trial match and I was put marking Liam Brosnan. I remember inside in Stack Park and um, I marked him away anyway. And I remember Charlie Nelligan was the manager at the time and he ran in and he said, um, uh, keep going now, you're doing well, you're nearly there. And I thought, geez, this is great. Now I'll get into the to the squad. And that's that's what I thought. I got a big buzz over that. And uh, not only did I get into the squad, but I actually got into the team. There was a game a week later against Cork and I was going out against Cork and I, I literally didn't know six or seven of the lads are first names that I was playing with. It was very strange. That's basically a life-changing call, really, getting called in at that stage. Oh, it was huge, huge, because I thought it was a closed door. Like, I thought it was, um, 
I thought it was, um, you know, that they had their mind made up and that they were that they were done and they were ready for 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 Cork. And uh, that game actually went to a replay. You know, we 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 lost the second game down in Parky Creeve, and um, but it was you. I I couldn't believe it. Like we were inside, and I always remember him for him. If it's Morris, I didn't know anybody in the dressing room that night. I knew Tommy Griffin from West Kerry. I knew Sean Sheehy from our own club. But uh, Eamon came over that night inside in the dressing room, didn't know Eamon and all of that, and uh, welcomed me and said who he was, blah, 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 and to drive on. That was after I made the squad, like, because I was literally going in there not knowing anybody. A very difficult place to go when you didn't know it, because there was no, as I said, Adam, all the young lads now know each other. They know each other from 15s up, like, so when they come into the 20s, they know each other all. Oh, that time, you you didn't, like, there was no development squads. There was an art carry under 16 thing that would meet once a year. Um, but outside that, there was no regular training of, of any sort. So um, it was. It was a huge, big deal. And, um, you know, I suppose Dara had made the step up to minor under 21 and senior at that level. And all I wanted to do was was follow the same same path really, you know, and make the same thing. So the minor was a first step along the way and it was huge. How big of an influence was Dara on you and as well Fergal and Mark? Um, obviously everyone knows that the three boys that ended up having uh, this massive career for Kerry, but Fergal was a, a very good player as well by all accounts. I was. Fergal was was a fierce and rage player. Like Fergal played Kerry Minor. He was the first of us to play uh, Kerry Minor. He captained the Kerry Minors. I don't remember what year it was now. Uh, but he had a, he was a huge talent. I remember going to West Kerry Championship matches and they were huge at the time. And there was serious football in West Kerry at the time. They were strong at the time, I remember that. And he was dominating teams at, at 18 years of age uh, when West Kerry football would... would geez, they, they, you'd get cleaved. Uh, it was dangerous. But he... Um, he was a, a, um, a very stylish, hardy footballer. And he had brilliant skill, brilliant skill. And he'd play out around the middle of the park. And he had a huge, huge future ahead of him. But he just got a, a bad injury. He got a bad injury. And that time, cruciates aren't like they are now, uh, where you get back quicker. Um, it took him a long, long while to come back. And possibly or his knee isn't right now. like So um, he never made it. And he, I have no doubt he would have. He would have. My dad always said that he was the best of us. So, um, you know, he 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 was just unlucky. And the, the funny side, the flip side of that, Adam, I know Dara missed, um, he missed an All-Ireland final, a freakish one, I don't know, what year 2006 maybe, where a fella landed on his toe and he just cracked a bone in his foot. But other than that, like, I never, ever missed a game through injury. I don't think Mark missed a game through injury. Whatever, we were blessed that way. There was no, there was never injuries, really never. Uh, anything to worry about in that regard but um, yeah the lads lads would have always look if you needed a, a, a kind of a kick up the backside Adam they'd give it to you if you needed uh, an arm around the shoulder they'd give it to you they'd know exactly how you were feeling they'd know if you had a great game you know if you had a poor game if you were going through a bad patch there was no such thing as psychologists or team groups or whatever as they have nowadays uh, back then, you you toughened it out yourself, like, and it was great to have them in the background. And they had gone through everything, like, I didn't have to ask anybody else because uh, between Paddy, between Dara, between Mark, sure they'd gone through every single thing that I'd be asking questions about. Um, and they would have learned from it. You learn more from mistakes in life than anything else. So um, there was fierce experience there. That's what I remember about it. There was fierce experience. And 
it was good. Like it was, it was always after games, and we had um, we had a fierce good time. Like in terms of the football, we were very successful, and as a result, we played in a lot of big games, and we got to know the supporters very well. And after matches, we socialized with them, and we had great. I look back, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was great times. Absolutely huge. It was about ten years there where it was constant, and um. It was a great journey to have the two lads there as well along the along the way. So your first experience with senior level at Intercounty would have been ninety seven, is that right? Ninety seven, yeah. Ninety seven I was um brought in. Um Paddy was Paddy was obviously manager and I was he'd always ask me to go working in the pub and he'd always say, Look, I'm trying to get you a trial um for the seniors and I'd I'd go over working and he said there were I didn't realize it at the time that my parents wouldn't allow me go in. Party had been asking them to bring me in, and they said no, not until his leaving cert is over. So uh, when my leaving cert was done in ninety seven, uh, I was brought in, and um, it was it was geez, Adam, it was sure nobody knew that time when I was being I like I missed the full um, Munster championship basically. So I was brought in kind of for trials just before the, the and it wasn't really trials that time you see a squad nowadays it would have 35 players plus right so you don't always have injuries or whatnot back then I think the full squad was about 27 um, and there was only 24 allowed to talk out which was very strange like um, compared to nowadays what I was brought in and it was surreal because that was the that was the famous year to carry across the line and got Sam Maguire and um, the, the famous Morris Fitzgerald final and I tugged out I was number 24 that day above now I knew I knew Adam the chances I'd say five defenders would have had to go down before if before I got a run in that day so the same pressure wasn't there um, but it was unreal sitting on the bench watching it all unfold and watching Morris play the game he played uh, but I, I, I was in awe myself very like when I went down to minors, you go in and the dress room full of the likes of, you know, you're a great mix. You had the older lads, you had the Morris Fitzes, you had the Eamon Breens, you had the Liam Flannertys, you had the Declan O'Keefe's, you had the Seamus Minans, and then you had the younger crew. You know, you had the Dennis Dwyers, the two Daras, um, Brian Clark. You had all these mix of young fellas coming through after winning two under 21 All-Irelands. And then the lads that had been there knocking on the door for a long time with no success and suddenly there was a bit of magic and party added to that magic and it just all happened it all happened and it was a fantastic year and uh, that was kickstart of me I just came in that year that was my first senior taste of it and in a way and I don't see this in an arrogant way every time since every year we talked out with Kerry after that that the, the aim was to win an All-Ireland and it was a realistic aim that's how 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 healthy the squad was at the time. So that was the very start of it, 97, yeah. And uh, 98 then came your debut against Cork. You've, you've spoken at length about this uh, many times before, but obviously the day didn't go too well for you. What are your memories of the day and how did the events that transpired affect you? Um, yeah, my memories of the days, of that day, it was, um, it was huge. It was actually huge because, um, you see, um, it was knockout at the time. There was no back door. So I was picked cornerback and I never, geez, I never played underage cornerback. I never, and I was marking Morris Fitz inside in training. 
all the way along above and whatever else I had a, a pace like and but Morris, sure Morris, Morris could absolutely destroy you if he wanted to destroy you. Which which if Morris got the ball, it was game over, like because if he didn't kick it over the bar, he'd make a fool out of you pulling two or three dummies or whatever. Um but I was going well in training. I was pick cornerback and um I remember my full memory of that day is how nervous I was and how absolutely it wasn't petrified, it wasn't fear, but it was just an absolute nervousness because it was knockout. Kerry were our line champions. Cork were coming to Killarney. It was a packed house in Killarney. There was no real homework done. I remember that. Like, I didn't... Like, when I was playing football, the bigger lads suited me more so than the smaller lads. The smaller lads were, were like wasps around the place. And Aidan Dargan, Aidan Dargan was, was that. And he, he, geez, he gave me a good... A good roast, you know. I don't know, did he score that much? I don't think he scored, but he just brought me on a tour and he was winning ball and he was creating and he was... And I couldn't get a hand in him. I couldn't get out in front of him. I couldn't stop him once he got it. Um, And it just, at halftime, I was taken off. As simple as, and Eamon Fitzmaurice came in then. Actually, Fitzmaurice came in and they moved... Um, they moved on the lads corner back and they moved Fitzy out to wing back. And uh, do you know what? I, I look back at now, Adam, and it was a great... um. It was a great learning for me because it, it what it what it did was from then on, no matter who we were playing, I'd never take a fellow for granted and I'd do homework on them and know exactly what I was facing. Um and it was. It was it, it took me a while to get over it. And it took me I remember Johnny Crowley was flying at the time as well. And um Johnny was Johnny was mud strong and it was county championship. Uh, very close after that and West Kerry picked me inside full back I never played there before or since either and Johnny came in and Christ he destroyed me as well so I got two hosings within two weeks off Aidan Dargan and Johnny Crowley two different type of, of beasts really one man physically very very strong and big and powerful and the other man small and dinky um, and they equally did as much damage so my, my confidence was on the ground it took me a while to, to bring it back and I think eventually I got the, it was 99 really, that I got a fair, a, a proper run at wing back. Uh, and that's where I stayed then for the rest of it. Did you get better with dealing with the laws of football as you got older? I don't think so, no. I think they were always shocking. Like they were, they were awful. Like I hated it because you knew after a while, you knew that you wouldn't get a chance or an opportunity to write that or write what people were saying until the following year. No matter what you did in the league, no matter what you did in the county championship, if there was a big loss, which there was plenty of them, the Thrones and the Armas in 2002, uh, Meat in 2001, there was plenty of big defeats that um, that were difficult to take. And but then again, Adam, look, you look at the you look at the big scheme of things. I can life, what life is. It was football at the end of the day, and. You know, but we took it so, I took it so serious myself that it was like a, a debt. It was like a, whatever, you'd go into a dark place and it would be a slow process. Then you go through the winter. That time there was no football during the winter and you'd get your opportunity. You come back training in January and it would only be in May where you get the right opportunity to rectify what happened the year previous. Um, and you weren't guaranteed anything. So, um yeah, I'd I'd take I'd take uh, I would have taken defeat very badly and still would still would it would it would bother me like but I'd be better I suppose at at 
kind of, I, you know, looking at it differently in a way. And, you know, you'd hurt for the first few days and then look, there's more to life. But that doesn't make it any easier at the time. Like, Have things changed over time, do you think, in general? Because you would have been around Paddy a lot, would say, in the 80s when Paddy might have, look, he'd had more good days than bad days. But he obviously experienced lows like any footballer. I think it probably hit him pretty hard as well. You had your own experiences then in the 90s and up, up as far as, you know, 2013 when, when you stepped away. And now you're involved with the under 20s. So you see the young guys. Have you noticed a shift over that long period of time in terms of how young fellas deal with, with setbacks? Yeah, I think, look, young fellas, life is completely different. Young fellas, I won't say are different. They still love playing with Kerry. They want to play with Kerry. We have a brilliant group of lads inside there now. Great personalities um, working for each other. There's a good, great togetherness there. There's a great buzz there. But I suppose, look, it is different. There's no two ways about it. Life is different. Life is faster. Life is quicker. There's more, you know, to all those young lads, like, they're all kind of driven in ways to do well at school and socially. Things are a completely different, Adam. The way lads talk to each other, like there's lads, you know, social media is a huge part of it, no matter what anybody says. Like back in our day, the phone was switched off uh, before you got on any bus two hours before a game, three hours before a game. But now it's different. Like everything is different. You know, you don't know what young lads are going through. I think there's more, um, there's more, how would you say it? It's difficult to kind of describe it, but there's a lot more going on for young fellas now than possibly back in our day. Um, and they're open to a lot more. So you, you, you have to, have to make sure like that they're all all right. They're young lads. Like there's, as I said, you have fellas, uh, we have fellas who were 17 last year, you know, and they're young lads, they're garsoons, they're like old, they're, they're, they're still in the old minor bracket. Um, but I do think, uh, I don't know, I, I, I can only speak for myself, I don't know, uh, when I was a young lad, did the other fellas I was playing with hurt the same way as I did. I didn't discuss it with them, I didn't know what was going through their head, how long it took them to come out of it. Uh, I don't know. Um, the fact that party was our... It was just over the wall. It was like the hurt. If we lost a big game, that hurt was there. And anytime we'd meet each other, that hurt was there. And that talking was there. And it ultimately come around to talk about football. So it was kind of festering. and it, There was no kind of out. We were just immersed in it. And it was always, always there. So that's what I talk about. You wouldn't get your chance to write it until the following May. Whereas I think young fellas now have more on. You know, they, they have... They're they they hurt. Don't get me wrong. They're they're driven. Um, but I just feel, and maybe I'm wrong in this. You know, some lads. No, some lads are absolutely driven, and that's the the bottom line. But I I I do see a difference in young villagers um nowadays. You had plenty of good times as well. Obviously, um, that comes through in in your book very much. The amount of laughing you did and how much crack you had with with your friends and your teammates uh, when you were playing. You sound like an awful bunch of messers, to be honest with you. We were, if I'd say, if if um, Adam, if there was social media back then, I'd say, I'd say we'd be in trouble anyway. Um, but I like there was there was no badness, but there was great crack, and there was always great crack, and it was different back then. In that, um, like in the early days, in the when I came in ninety seven, like if if there was a championship game against a Clare and Killarney or whatever, we weren't expected back, um training until the Wednesday. So therefore it was 
proper famine and defeat stuff. Uh, use your imagination where we were Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and that was the that was the crack. And you had characters there. You had Dara was a desperate character. You had Killian Burns who was a desperate character, and we used to travel William Kirby, all those lads, the Breen and Flaherty. There was there was unbelievable crack. Uh, Palade, um, and the banter moved and switched. And as it went on, and as we grew older. I think we were very lucky. We had great crack. It was great banter. There was great fun um, traveling together and holidaying together. And um, I think it was very important, like, because, you know, you'd be out socially and, you know, 90% of the time, you're taking the mick out of everybody and you're having a laugh and all that. But there will be some stage where you kind of zone in and you might talk about a loss we had or something for the year after. And there was a desperate focus there. I think as we had a great mix, I think Seamus Moynihan was possibly the the perfect example of it he was the best footballer he was the best crack and he knew when to zone in and to focus in and to start driving things and very driven very driven but i think i, I and i look back at other teams and we we would have crossed paths with other teams down the years it was the teams that had um more success that didn't have a chip on their shoulder in relation to the social side of it. Fellas would fear the social side of it. Um, and it's not, look, I'm not promoting any madness or anything like that, but I do think uh, it was important for our journey to socialise together and to bond together. And uh, I know there's different ways of doing that, but that's just the way it was for us back then. Um, and it, that, that was the same as we went along up the years in the noughties. It was very, very similar. We had, we had, uh, fierce crack, fierce fun, fierce banter inside in the dressing room even, you know, on training nights. um, You had good characters and you had to have a tough skin because to be ripped off you if you didn't. Um, And I, that, 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 I mean, you could write a book on that alone, Adam, the characters and the, the fun and the stories and the trips abroad and everything like that. Um, There was, that was, and I, I think you ask any footballer from, from, you know, I got to know the Toronto lads very well down the years and they were the same, exact same as us. You know, the same type of crack, the same type of ribbing, the same type of uh, social life. So, um, but then again, when it came to it, they did what they needed to do on the pitch, always. You mentioned Seamus there. He was obviously captain in 2000, which was um, your first All-Ireland on the pitch. What are your memories of those finals against Galway? The, the Hogan was being rebuilt. So we had, um, it was a huge um, year, Adam, because we drew against uh, Armagh in the semi-final as well. And Morris Fitz was a kind of an impact sub at the time. And geez, he had huge impacts every single time he came in. Uh, he won the game for us against Armagh in the semi-final. Uh, and then we went to Galway. And I, I couldn't believe the first day when, when he blew up the whistle and it was a draw. I couldn't believe it. It was like, it, it felt like a loss because we were we were well up in that game. and. Galway ultimately um, should probably have scored at the very end to win it. But we got our second chance. And uh, I remember how, how good Seamus was in the dressing room that time. And no matter how long it took, we were going to win it. And that was the mantra. And we just took it day by day, week by week. And ultimately we won it. And it was, it was huge. It was massive. Uh, we got the chance. I know they get the chance nowadays all the time to walk around the pitch, but we got the chance to walk around the pitch that day with the cup because no, there was no crowd allowed on the pitch because of the way they were building the Hogan stand. 
So we got to walk around and it was it was brilliant. And I remember bringing the cup back to Baradov and Shemo walking off the bus and carrying it into the village. And um, it, was, it was absolutely outstanding because that was the, that was my first medal. And it was just a relief to have a medal, you know, because like this all, and I know it's not, it's only what they say or nothing unless you have a medal in Kerry. I know that's not, there's plenty of outstanding footballers that have never, but at the same time, when you get a medal, you know, you appreciate it. Like, uh, it was brilliant to actually have played and won a medal. Could you have foreseen what came next over the next decade to win four more in the space of the space of 10 years? No, and I think, you know, we looking back on it, I don't know how many finals um, we went. It was 2003 was a semi-final, but I'd say four, then all the way up, we were in every final. Um and it was it was helter skelter. It was uh, every year, as I said, we had a great, great chance. We had a great, great team. There was a, a an amount of young fellas coming through the Declan Sullivans and the Gooches and the Tommy Welches. Eventually, there was an amount of talent coming through, and they were they were not only coming in but they were contributing. Um, but there were other days. Like two thousand and three didn't finish up well. Two thousand two, three, five. Eight, you know, there was plenty of hurt inside there to make sure that the drive was still there the following year. Um, and it was it was a kind of a one year, second year, I think. There was a huge achievement, and I know it, it's not much now when you when you compare to what the dubs have done. Um, but when we won it in six and seven, no team had done it since since the nineties, and it was, um, you know, we went on in eight and we lost that final in against Tyrone so yeah it was huge we, we, had, we had an amount of, of good times and good crack that time uh, but it was highly successful and highly driven and when you think of it then in the middle of it like you had Jack you had Pat O'Shea there were the two managers Paddy was there in the early 90s but they were the, the, the two, two lads I suppose that drove most of it during the 90s As you said there there were some some tough enough defeats at the start of the century so 2001, 2002, 2003 um, personally as well, you lost your father, Michal, in 2002. Was that a very difficult time for yourself and Dara and Mark um, to process that, especially coming in the middle middle of the season? Real difficult at the time, but I think the football gave us an out at the time. It gave us a focus at the time. It gave us something to take our minds off it, and I think it was good for us. Um, but it was. That year was just, it was, we had lost to Cork, and then we came in the back door and we went playing outstanding football and we got to the final. Dara was captain. And then we lost to Armagh, which was a kind of a by a point, I'd say, at the end. I don't know what it was. And it was just a just a shit year in general, you know, because everything just seemed to to capitulate. And you know, I I it it geez, we had we were unbelievably successful, unbelievably successful in every um way you look at it. But I would have loved to have seen Dara lift the cup. I would have loved to have seen him bring it home, like, uh, and that was that was I think the most disappointing part of it. But look, you know, you talk about all sorts of things with with death, etc. Everybody goes through that, Adam. You know, you saw the Clifford lads this year go through it, but everybody goes through it, even fellow people that are not involved in sport or whatnot, and they have their own way of dealing with it. So everybody goes through it, and the football was an out for us, and. It was an out that year, and um, but yeah, that was the only the only regret you would have about the old fella was that he didn't see what we achieved after. That was the only thing, you know, because he was he was a mighty, geez, he was a, a 
Oh, he didn't realize it at the time, obviously, but he was he was a mighty man. He never um he never gave out to us after football, which I think is vital for all parents. He never ever put pressure on us to to play well or gave out to us if we played poorly. Um, if you did very, very well, he'd say, Well done, you know, but he wouldn't. I, I did I don't know how he he managed it. Uh, we didn't realize it at the time, but I've seen children feel pressure. Uh, from parents that do them no good and we were very lucky with the man we had uh, but it was just a pity he didn't see what happened after you know because we did you know you had four and you had six and seven and uh, nine you know so we had plenty of good days after that and it was you know he, he saw 2000 all right which was great did the way that your father was which he influenced the way that, that you are with your own kids oh uh, yeah of course i suppose look you don't I mean, as long as they're, my attitude would be fairly easy going as long as they're healthy and as long as they're kind of, uh, you know, good, decent children, that'd be, that'd be the main thing. Like, um, you know, my, my, I live in Cork for years and years, obviously, and the kids play sport and they play what, with whatever clubs they're with. And, um, no, I don't put any pressure on them. I don't be giving out to them. I, um, and I don't know, is that. Sometimes you might feel like it, to be fair. You might like to put a firecracker under them sometimes, but nah, I, 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 I'm not that, like that, to be fair. But I do get wound up, say, with Kerry now and all that. I would. There'd be an edge to me that I don't think I'll ever lose, an anger inside me sometimes that I don't think I'll ever lose, but it's trying to find, trying to keep a tap on it, I suppose. In between all these ups and lows with Kerry at the start of uh, the, the, the 2000s, you had some great days with Angeltic as well with the club. Um, they must have been special days for you. Oh, huge, huge! And again, it is always the way, Adam. You you don't know these bloody things are happening until they're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angeltic were were it was brilliant. It was magical actually because, uh, you talk about the crack you had with the Kerry lads. We had a group of lads with the Angeltic and uh, absolutely outstanding fun. But uh, Liam O'Rohan, who was the principal in Belly Farrator National School and who took under 12s, 14s, 16s and 18s for the bones of 15 years, he had all those teams under his command and he had no selectors or nobody to help him. And there was a huge, uh, you know, the area behind there, it's a massive area, but it would be sparsely populated. And um, Gollers was the pitch and a great team formed. You know, you had Darrow Canada and Darrow Shea's uh, underage team who were outstanding. They won everything. They won Division One, And I remember going to those games when I was young and looking at Canada. Canada was one of the best underage players I'd ever played in Kerry. Um, and he was outstanding. Jeez, he was like a man amongst children. Uh, and then you had myself and Adon uh, and Mark coming younger. And then we just had a good group. Uh, and the group was so good that they had to do without, without us for an awful lot of the county league. And the fact that they maintained Division 1 status for as long as they did without myself, Dara, Mark, Aidan, uh, Canada, there was five, and you had um, Rob McGarrett who was in there, six. It was it was just uh, outstanding like that we, that we we had an awful amount. The point I'm making, I suppose, is we had an awful amount of club-based players that were of a high quality. You know, the JJ Cardoffs, the, the Mickey Connors, the Carl Dowds, uh, the Welshes. Uh, we had a very, very good team. And, 
you know, we 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 came all the way from from novice up to senior, and I wasn't involved in the novice days, but in the intermediate days we were, and uh, geez, we did very well, outstandingly well, and we had a great journey. You know, again, talk about regrets and all that, and geez, we we had uh, great days. But um, the big regret was was the All Ireland Club final. That was the one where you knew, you know, if you were if you were above with Kerry and you you lost the final, you it was obviously disappointing. But you knew you'd have a chance again to rectify it. You knew you'd get a crack at an All Ireland again, like. Um, but with the club, it was a way different for us anyway. You know, we weren't a, a Doctor Crokes or a or a. We had one group of players, and um, you know they have struggled in in parts since then uh which that's natural that's every rural club you're not it was an absolute crazy story for a club like ours to do what we did like and i know a lot of rangers did it and they won in all ireland um but we just fell at the final hurdle adam and it was but having said that geez we had absolutely great great days with the club great days i know you used to speak um irish on the pitch wouldn't you have um What's your own relationship with the Irish language? How how do you feel about it? Is it an important part to you? I would be, yeah. It would be, you see. Uh, we're obviously living in a Gaelic area. And um, I think a lot of the houses back there, uh, Fiona, Ballyferret, uh, Dunquin, they'd all have, both parents would speak Irish. And I suppose my dad was brought up. He was uh, living in London for a while. His mom was from Sligo. She wouldn't have had Irish. So we didn't have Irish in the house growing up. But as obviously as we went to school and obviously as we played with the Gaeltacht, everything was done through Irish. Um, and the Irish would be a huge part of it. And look, I, I'm a teacher now. I'm in a, in a Gael school. And I think the Irish language is is, is vital actually to the, to the country in that you know, it's part of our culture, it's part of who we are, and we need to keep it as live, alive as much as we can. I don't think that the government support it in areas, you know, the, the Gaeltacht areas of the country um, would have issues in keeping it alive. Um, and, you know, you have young people who go off working and go off abroad and maybe it dies with them. And I think that's difficult. But I think if the if the if the government supports it in such a way that people can stay at home and that they can work from home and work from you're talking about the West, the Western side of the country, basically, the Donegal, Galway's, Mayo's, all the way down, the West Clares, the West Kerry's. If they can ensure that people can stay at home there, I think it's vital to have the Irish. I mean, I always say to children in our school, where are you from? Ireland. Can you speak Irish? No. Like, it does, just sounds wrong. We should all have the couple of fuckle. And, um, you know, I'm principal there now in the girls' school and the focus is always on the Irish, speaking of Irish, but we always try to promote it in an enjoyable way, you know? And the amount of people that come up to you years later say, geez, I wish I kept on with the Irish. Like, I'd, I'd be the same with traditional music. I, I used to play the tin whistle. I used to, um, I never kept it on and I would love to have I did Shano singing I, I'd love to be able to do a Shano song now or to play it and I can't so uh, with the Irish we'd always just be trying to promote it best we can and we do our bit uh, and to be fair we have a great team of, of teachers who try to push it but I would say it is I think the Irish is obviously part of us and should be promoted at every uh, every opportunity We can jump back into your career for, for just a moment Um. Look, obviously Jack O'Connor is the current Kerry manager now. It's, it's his third stint with uh with Kerry. He took over from Pawdy in 2003, 2004. 
what was your relationship like with Jack at the time? Like you would have known him obviously if he was a selector prior to that, but um, how did you get on with him and how did that relationship develop over the course of the next next number of years? I always got on grand with Jack. There was never an issue. Like, you know, there was never, there was times like with every manager that you question decisions made. Um, but there was a big thing made at the time, the way Pardy, I think the way the, the whole thing with Pardy was, was, was handled. Look, Pardy was probably on his last legs inside with Kerry and yeah. Uh, we had struggled uh, zero one. We didn't get over the line. Had he got over the line in 2002, I think would have changed things. And 2003 then, um, Tyrone. Now, I remember myself, um, I would I would have said, if you go three years without winning something in Kerry and going close enough, then the pressure will come on. And ultimately, that's what happened. And then there was this big thing that the Shays were, were I laugh at it, the, the Shays weren't going to row in behind. So what else were we going to do? It wasn't rowing in behind Jack O'Connor, it was rowing in behind Kerry. And there was never a question that we weren't. So there was never, like, fellas could be talking away around the county or whatever, but there was never even a discussion with Jack about that. Nothing. We came in, got on well. Sure, I would have played with Jack at under 21 level. Uh, he was a selector with Paddy. I was in charge the first year I was in there. And then he took over himself. So I'd won All-Ireland um, with Jack. And I knew how we operated. Um, so there was never an issue, really. No, I wouldn't say... Jack was good at the time in fairness. Like he brought in, he brought in a freshness. He brought in Pat Flanagan, who was uh, different at the time and um, brought in new ideas and looked at the results told for itself. Like, I, I mean, I play my best football under Jack Connor. Like, uh, he allowed me. Jack was cute. Jack was, Jack did homework on opposition. Like, uh, and I'm not saying other managers didn't like, but he properly did like. I was always named at number five, but I always didn't play at number five. I might play at number six. I might play at number seven to suit to suit the man I was marking. Uh, Jack was cute that way. Um, look, and you can't be perfect. I'm pretty sure if you go through all the players that Brian Cody had, there's some of them that'll speak fondly of him. There's some of them that'll speak that he, what an inspiration he was. Um, and there's some that won't speak too fondly of him. And that's the way in every um, management. But the reality is Brian Cody got results. And in fairness, Jack Connor got results. And he's got results every year you look at it. The achievement he has had the last couple of years winning another Ireland with Kerry is phenomenal. And you think how much football has changed in, though, in that time. But to still have the ability to put a team together and to put a backroom team together and to come up with the style of football that needs, that you need to win. So, yeah. You know, the, all the managers were, to be fair, Adam, were, were outstanding. Pat O'Shea, I, I loved Pat. Pat was so positive. Pat was, was, he'd listen to players. He'd allow players take over a dressing room. We had fierce experience in our dressing room. And um, Pat, I really enjoyed him. I thought he was excellent. He was outstanding. And you had Eamon Fitzmaurice who came in and I would have had close uh, I would have roomed with Fitzmaurice for years so it was a bit strange for him to be a manager but uh, I only had one year I, I finished up in 13 so I only had one year with him and he's turned out to be an outstanding manager as well so we were very lucky in the quality that we had you know I go from Paddy to, to Jack to um, Pat O'Shea back to Jack to Eamon those five of the best there you know it's coming up on 12 years now uh, since since Paddy's passing. 
Do you still miss him? Do you still think of him often? Ah, I don't. I, I, he caused he caused so much rumpus when he was around. I don't think he'll ever be forgotten. <laughs> um, so yeah, you would look. You'd miss everybody. Everybody that's gone. Life is moving on, Adam, and there's lots of people moving along as well, and that's just the nature of it. So he he would be missed. He's missed at home still, and the crack, and and not only for football, but you know, and I'd I'd often think about it. You know, his grandchildren around the place now, and it would have been great if he was around to enjoy that and you know forget football if he was around to enjoy what i suppose you know every grandparent wants to enjoy um every parent wants to enjoy that's the sad part of it you know that he he went so early um and to be the same my dad and the three of the three of them are gone now you know so but that's that's similar in in other places he'll, he'll always be no matter where you go some fellow will always draw down a story about him you know so Half of them aren't true, obviously, but most of them are. <laughs> so, yeah. You stepped away in 2013. Um, I'm going to read out some of your career stats, not to embarrass you, but just to kind of to remind people. I mean, you were talking there about making your debut for the minors. You played 199 times for Kerry between minor, under 21 and senior, which is more than any other player uh, in history of Kerry football. Obviously, there was the five All-Irelands, five All-Stars, Footballer of the Year in 2004. Do all those numbers ever really sink in? Um, I just as you'd always be grateful for everything you've won. And anybody who says it wasn't about winning, I think you'd be lying. At that level, it is about winning. So you want to win as much as you can. As I said, I think we were very, very lucky with the group and the the, the group of players that were around. The Declan Sullivans, Jesus, there was outstanding Tom Sullivan, Mike McCarthy, fellas that weren't maybe their name up on lights, but were absolutely outstanding footballers. Um, but yeah, we were. They all have the same. Like you know, it was it was. We were just lucky to have a group that we had, and the success that we had. And no, I don't think the numbers. I, I wouldn't be. The numbers don't mean much. What means much, I suppose, is is the 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 memories. Number one, and look, we did win. And I I'd be I'd only be lying to you if I said that the medals didn't count. The medals were important, and in that. The, as a team that we had won that we had, had conquered whatever we set out to win so it's not maybe the medal it's, it's just that was a journey we were on and sometimes we won and sometimes we lost but we always came back 